street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Our next speaker is Anthony Magnabosco. He's a worldwide promoter and practitioner of street epistemology, which, as Tyrone told us, is a conversational method for respectfully challenging claims by asking probing questions to uncover the reliability of one's belief formation process. Anthony has appeared on The Thinking Atheist, The Atheist Experience, The David Pakman Show, Cognitive Dissonance, The Friendly Atheist Podcast and Blog, as well as several other podcasts and shows. Anthony has inspected hundreds of people's beliefs using this approach, frequently uploads videos of those discussions to his YouTube channel, and has given several talks, interviews, and workshops on the subject. This is Anthony's second appearance at NanoCon, the first being last year when he appeared on stage with Matt Dillahunty to discuss the various engagement tactics available to us when people make belief claims. Please welcome Anthony Magnabosco. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? Good, good. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you to the organizers for bringing me back for a second year to talk about my favorite subject, the subject that Ty just talked about. I think he was kind of talking about it in a very specific way. I want to take a broader perspective and tell you a little bit about some of the things that I've learned from my experiences of doing street epistemology. The way that I think that tool and several other things that I've learned while practicing the method could help evoke wisdom from the humans that are around us. I want to share 10 things that I've learned in the field. 10 things. Did I say 10 things? I'm going to share 10 things with you today. First of all, we need to notice the trend. The thing that I've noticed is that the trend seems to be moving away from distant abstract concepts to intimate face-to-face -face conversations. I think we are shifting from observing discussions online into actually having them, from reading books alone in our home to seeing if we can actually put those concepts into practice. Those activities still have their place. And yet I think we can make a huge difference if we commit to having a dialogue with other people when the opportunities present themselves in an effort to evoke wisdom from other people. Rather than letting statements about the state of things go untested, there's a need now more than ever to gently challenge the claims that people make. Please don't underestimate the power of, hmm, when somebody says something, or using the thinking face emoji when somebody makes a post on social media. Share a meme or a video accompanied by a welcoming invitation of, what do y'all think of this? Or maybe you decide the best way for you to help is to keep the trolls away and let the people at the vanguard Keep pressing forward. Spend some time thinking about your objectives, the tools available to you, and what venue in which they might be most effective. Debating, presenting evidence, asking reflective questions like we do in street epistemology, telling a story, all of these are tools that I think have their place. If interacting with others is a challenge for you, I understand that. This is not for everybody. But consider promoting the work of people that you like. 
support a content creator, try attending a convention like we're doing here, or donate to an organization. Nibble at the edges. As my friend Seth Andrews from The Thinking Atheist recently summarized, you don't have to eat the whole meal in the first sitting. Coming to this realization can greatly reduce your anxiety. It's not all on you. You don't have to knock it all out in one punch. In fact, your nibble might just make it easier for the next person that comes along to engage with that same person just like you did. And keep in mind that your one nibble might be the final crumb that completes the entire meal. Number four, give your complete focus. When engaging with others to help evoke wisdom from within, minimize your distractions as much as possible. Give people your complete attention. Turn off your cell phone or stick it in your pocket. Don't pull it out. If you have sunglasses on, take them off. Actually engage with people. And while it's not an exact science, pay attention to people's body language. Your rapt attention alone could in and of itself open a person more up to self-reflection. They could begin to wonder, wow, she really seems to be listening to me. I better make sure I communicate this properly and, and accurately. People might even mimic the attention that you're giving them and give it back to you when it's your time to speak. Number five, avoid the heat. Inevitably, someone's going to say something that you think is ridiculous, incorrect, or downright insulting. Even a I'll pray for you could be probably fit that category. And it's fine to get passionate about that subject. Yet notice how your emotions can be the equivalent of pouring sand in the gears of a conversation. When you find yourself getting frustrated, politely end your talk and schedule it for another day. If they ramp up, ramp down. Lower your voice. Commend them for their passion on the subject without being condescending. That can be kind of tricky to do. And acknowledge the bravery that was required for them to come up to you and want to have a conversation about this subject. And if you didn't heed this advice in the past, it's, it's not a lost cause. Give it a little bit of time, apologize, and then offer to try it again. Number six, expose yourself to expertise. We can learn things from other people, but those people are not infallible. Reach out to subject matter experts, follow their social media, and ask them questions. Many people, many experts are accessible and they will converse with you. Notice who they gripe about and then follow that person's work. Listen to the experts, but don't be intimidated by them or worship them. Okay, so this is kind of street epistemology in a nutshell, but I want to share it with you here. I really do think we can change the world in three simple questions if we made these questions part of our everyday repertoire when we're engaging with people. And while this might sound too good to be true, I do think it could drastically improve humanity in a positive way if we regularly work these three questions into our conversations. And I'm hoping that each one of you here gives this a try. Maybe even make a commitment to doing this for the next three months. I think you'll find your conversations profound and you probably won't stop doing it. The first question that I'd like you to consider asking people, what is it that you think is true? If they make a claim about something. Just asking a person this question and having them repeat it back, I've literally seen people abandon a claim just by having them repeat back what they just told you. Number two, why do you think that that's true? I've even seen people abandon their claim because they couldn't think of a reason why they thought it was true. And then finally, how did you determine that that reason justifies it? Don't worry about these. I've tweeted them out with the NanoCon hashtag, NanoCon19 hashtag, just a few minutes ago. These are so simple and yet so potentially powerful. 
Either one of these questions alone or in total could result in a person rethinking their entire premise, lowering their confidence, and perhaps even abandoning their view completely. We'll delve deeper into, the, into this during the Street Epistemology seminar that will be tomorrow, and I hope you decide to come to that. Catch the falling and the fallen. Doubt can be scary, especially if you were discouraged from questioning too much, maybe when you were growing up. In addition to jeopardizing relationships or being shunned by your tribe, one's entire identity could be at stake. The experience of discovering that can be a painful one. So please watch out for people who will be going through this. Offer to sit down with them or go for a walk on a trail where you promise to just listen. Afterwards, you can offer them a book, a video, an online community, or a support resource like Recovering from Religion. Number nine, you will be disappointed. It is important that we set our expectations loosely because we likely will be disappointed as we embark on this quest of helping people recognize the wisdom within. The person you were certain had finally realized that they don't have a good justification to think something is true could later appear just as entrenched in their likely mistaken view as ever the next time you run into them. People that you find interesting and follow on social media might one day say something you disagree with, be convicted of something inexcusable, or fail to deliver on something they said that they would. To help drive home that last point, that you might be disappointed, I actually don't have a 10th slide. <laughs> so humans are gonna let you down, just like I did there. But I am wondering, I am wondering, if you were asked to do so, what would you add to this slide to help develop the wisdom in others? I think NanoCon is giving us an opportunity to take a big step forward in learning how to help other people. And we owe it to ourselves and our future citizens to try and make this world a much better place. In closing, it is my hope that if you are not already doing this, that you begin engaging with others, hear them out, respectfully challenge their views, provide the necessary support, and begin to evoke the wisdom within us all. Thank you very much. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 